0: This is a Fireworks Brigade special report. Today's discussion the boom tax. Today's special guests the Secretary of the National Fireworks Association and owner of Red Rhino Fireworks, Steve Hauser, and Larry Farnsworth, President of Gavel Public Affairs. Now, here are your hosts, Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker.
1: Well, John, today we have special. We have Steve Hauser. I think you know Steve. He's uh, he's the uh, NFA secretary, uh, and he also owns Red Rhino in Joplin, Missouri. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe Larry Farnsworth. He's the president of Gavel Affairs. It's kind of a um, you know a public relations type thing. So they're both obviously the NFA, and, and they want to. We we're going to talk today about the boom tax, John. You know. Uh, Today, they say 250 million pounds of fireworks are imported to the U.S. a year, and 95% of that is from China. So and that's according to the APA. Uh, so fireworks were recently added to a list that would face a 25% penalty if China doesn't reach a deal with the White House soon. So... Uh, uh, Larry uh, Larry Farnsworth reached out to us and said, "Hey, Steve Hauser, the NFA secretary, would like to get the message across. Would like to talk to you know talk to our listeners, and maybe there's something we can do to help." So um, I think you're I think you're uh, I know you're very interested in this subject.
2: Yeah, as well as a subject that's close to our hearts, of course, and um, nobody wants to see um, fireworks go up anymore. Um, that's uh, that's for sure. But, um, you know, that being said, these tariffs are something that um, are put in place to kind of level the playing field. So, uh, you know, it might, uh, it, it, you know, with the raw materials going up like they have been, this may be what the industry needed to get everybody back in line because they're just taking advantage. And same with the shipping company. They're just taking advantage. So um, now they maybe feel a little bit threatened, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: At the end of the day, are you know, at the end of the day, we're threatened. But you know what? They better start realizing that this is this is real life. So <laughs> you know, you wanna keep gouging everybody, uh, you know, so be it. And uh but, you know, supply and demand. That's that's really what it's all about.
1: Right. So you you, keep, you, know. you you think that the uh that the fireworks are just um you think that maybe China is getting a little fat on this stuff and so now it's time maybe for people to tighten their belts and this will this will start the discussion. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, w- without any further ado, we'll get uh, we'll get Steve and maybe Larry on the phone, and we can uh, we could talk to them about it and see what our listeners can do. All right. So we have on the phone we have the NFA secretary Steve Hauser, and also uh, Red Rhino Fireworks in Joplin, Missouri. John. So like I said, we got him on the phone, and he's been working uh, working diligently to. Uh, to uh you know to deal with this boom tax i think it's been called the boom tax right steve is that what they're calling it now
0: Yep, that's kind of the uh the tag that everybody's picking up and i think it's appropriate given that it is a tax on our fireworks and of course we like to see them go boom
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely so uh so how did you uh, you're the nfa secretary so is that how you kind of uh, picked up and championed on this thing and uh you know kind of taking up this cause
0: Um, You know, as far as the uh, NFA goes, I mean, we've been pretty embedded into a lot of governmental things uh, regarding fireworks, and uh, I testified this past March of last year um, regarding the uh, CPSC and PR, Um, and since then, I've kind of become the outward voice for the NFA um, relative to the board members, Um, you know, so I'm I'm representing all of our members and and the board, of course, but I've been dealing a lot with most of the regulatory and lobbying efforts that we've been undertaking, and now the the boom tax tariff is just one more thing to pile on, you know? So I, you know, the the most distressing thing about the the tariff or tax, the boom tax, is that with fireworks being such a unique industry um, overall, um, you know, people could say we're seasonal, but in all actuality, we're really hyper-seasonal, because you know most of the importers and wholesalers derive probably 85 percent of their annual revenue in about a 30 to 40 day period each each pre Fourth of July, and then the customers of those companies, you know, derive most of their revenue in about two to three days. So there's really no other industry that I can think of that is so hyper-seasonal. Um, you know, even if you take Christmas and Halloween and all of those things, you see those for months in retail stores all across the country. Um, and they have so many more sales outlets because they aren't regulated like we are with the fireworks industry. Um, so to, to throw a 25% increase on product that we really have no other option for obtaining outside of China effectively, particularly on the consumer fireworks side, um, really just screams of unfairness, and and that's why we are really hoping that, uh, you know, the petition we're making um, to the U.S. Trade Commission and the U.S. Trade Representative, along with our public statements that we'll be filing for their June 17th meeting on behalf of the NFA and all of its members, um, are really taken to heart. Um, Because, you know, the industry itself, when it comes to retailing fireworks at a consumer level, You know, a lot of those people are trade groups, you know, or, or, uh, you know, local band boosters, veterans outfits, you know, organizations, um, churches, you know. So, you know, these are small groups that are are using the, the fireworks revenue they're able to obtain to support activities in their communities and things like that. I mean, this isn't big business, so to speak. This is the small business of the small businesses. These are mom and pops. These are, you know, parents who are opening fireworks stands so that their children can work them and raise money for college. I was just on the phone yesterday with a guy who's getting into the fireworks business for that very purpose. Um, And, you know, to hit an adjustment of 25% is very difficult for retailers like that to absorb for a number of reasons because they aren't selling year round. So they can't gradually ratchet up their prices to where people don't notice it. You know, they can't do 1% or 2% per month over a 12 month period to get that 25%. Um, They have to pretty much do it at once. Mm -hmm. And, And that's a significant thing, particularly when these people that are, you know, selling these fireworks, like I said, they're, they're veterans organizations, they're, they're school booster clubs their churches they aren't fireworks people all the time you know so it makes it very difficult and it kind of rips at the fabric of america in my opinion
1: yeah i agree anybody who wants to see the mom and pause and the grassroots type thing they could just show up to pgi uh or show up to an nfa and they can see the uh you know see the fabric of america see all these people uh, who do rely on fireworks and 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 uh, and it's not by by any means. It's you know it's not big huge business. It's like you said, somebody trying to generate some money to you know get this kid through college or whatever. And and it's you know kind of it's it's a it's a, it's a nice community. John and I, you know, a lot of times and actually in in, the, in our intros in our podcasts, we talk about the the people and the passion of pyro and and it it is what it is and it's if you take 25%, that's, it's going to be, it could be very, very detrimental to a lot of people. So, uh, you said you testified in March. What was the reaction? Were they sympathetic to your cause?
0: Uh, well, that was, that was March of
1: 2018.
0: Okay. When we actually got the metal. CPSC testimony, that's yeah. kind of oh. I got started with all of this, you know, the fireworks PR side. Oh, okay. It really kind of became the, the mouthpiece for, for the NFA. Um, but uh no this past march there there wasn't anything that we did that that was in 18 i was just trying to set the history on kind of oh okay
1: i got you so then but i think the apa is supposed to be able to testify on june 17th in front of the us trade reps is, is that going to happen
0: um well i spoke with julie heckman um earlier this week i want to say maybe it was tuesday um as a fireworks guy this time of year the days run together um but yeah, it's it's her plan, and we were kind of talking about what she wants to you know visit with them about you know and what she wants in her speech, and I think a lot of their speech is is gonna you know echo some of the remarks that that I've made thus far, and you know what we've put on our uh, on the NFA's new website. We we have our regular NFA website, which will never which will never go away, but we have started one called uh, SaveOurFireworks.com. dot com. Okay, and What it's for is to be a quick information source. Um, Instead of going into the main website and trying to hunt out all of the legislative or particulars that we're we're being involved in and drug into, particularly the boom tax, um, we created a separate website that's a very quick and easy thing to navigate um, so that you can go through and and you can see links to petitions to, to join the fight. Um, you know, to sign up those petitions, and and, and we're hoping, you know, that that people will do that, and and not only will they go to that site, you know, as a fireworks person, but also we're hoping that a lot of the retailers out there who have, you know, Facebook pages and things like that will, you know, hook up through that Facebook side and get their actual customers, the end users, the, the people of the United States that shoot the fireworks, to go out and sign those petitions as well, because this tax is, is at the end of the day, it's going to affect them significantly. Um, so that's a, that's an important resource for folks, I think, um, is to be able to go to saveourfireworks.com and see quick and easy summaries of, of a lot of what we're talking about right here, right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a link to that on our podcast and also on the YouTube channel so you can so the listeners can go there and um, you know and 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 petition and and uh, you know uh, volunteer and do whatever they can. So um, uh, talking about like the recommended exemption, is there is there like levels to this exemption or is it is the recommended exemption just we want to be exempt the whole thing? Or is there talk about maybe scaling it back to something more manageable than twenty five percent? Has any degrees of this been discussed or is it just as simple we want it, the whole thing exempt?
0: Uh, the discussion at this point is really the whole thing. Um, you know, talking with our lobbyists in Washington, um, they don't, there isn't really like a level. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, they'll say everyone is 25% and then we'll just let fireworks be five or 10. Um, it doesn't quite work that way. It's just trying to get off of the list. Right. Um, and and it's important to note, you know, that at this point, the list is a proposed list. Okay. And while it does include fireworks, you know, our goal is to get removed from the proposed list before it's actually published and enacted. Um, Because once it gets published and enacted, getting removed from it is all but impossible. Um, It would require massive investments of capital, intensive lobbying on a one-to-one basis. And frankly, it's something that would be, in the view of the NFA, unaffordable. Um, so, we, we want to get off of it before it's enacted. That is why there's such a critical push now. Um, because, you know, as the saying goes, you know, once a tax is enacted, when does it ever really go away?
1: Yeah, that's the truth.
0: You know, so. That's the we, problem don't we have want, to worry about. Yeah, we don't want to see it yeah. ever get enacted. Um, yeah. And we feel, you know, as, as fireworks, we have a very just case. You know, I can understand where the administration's coming from on trade practices, but all told, consumer fireworks, particularly, but also professional display fireworks, are basically all made in China. Um, The consumer side, especially. You know, there are some sources for for Class B fireworks, and I used to be in that industry um, years back. That's how I got started in fireworks. I, I ran a B company, and I shot shows when I was in college and after that and set up shoot sites. So I'm familiar with both, but I'm a consumer fireworks guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's manufacturing of very good stuff, you know, on the B side, state side. Um, and it's mostly larger shells or custom shells. And you see those folks at PGI, like you mentioned. Um, right. You know, but on the consumer side, there's nobody here making firecrackers and tanks and 200-shot, you know, Z-cakes and small artillery shells, um, nor will there ever be. The wage and regulatory environment of the United States prohibits that before you can even think about getting it started. Um, and the other side of that is, is we're not going to be able to move this to other countries you know, you hear people saying, "Well, let's you know, let's go to Vietnam, or let's go to Mexico, or let's go to Brazil, or you know, any of this." But the fact of the matter is, is the technicians and the experts at making this stuff, the chemists, if you will, are in China. Yeah. Those are the people that have been making it, and they also have the ability to make it in the volumes that we need, with the level of safety that the U.S. requirements require. Mm-hmm. That was a bit. That was a bit duplicitous. Sorry for that. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, that's what we want everybody to understand, and that's what we're trying to get the you know the government to understand in in our petition. Mm-hmm. We don't have another option. This but, isn't something that if it becomes you know unpalatable to to have it done in China, that we can just say, well, we will bring it back to America.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey, John, you go to China twice a year and you're, you're you know, on the ground there a lot and you see the operations there. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think we could ever, you could ever replicate something like that in Fargo or do you think another country would be able to do it?
2: Well, like, like Steve said, there's no way with our wages and our government regulations that we could ever go back to making fireworks uh, in the United States, especially on a consumer level. And you also have to remember, on the professional level, the fireworks being made in the United States on the B side are really um, for the shells that we're not allowed to import from China anymore because of the size. And those shells are so expensive that maybe you might see one or two, or maybe three or four shells in a show compared with hundreds of Chinese-made shells. So uh, that being said, those are what they call like a what they call them, Steve? Like a showcase shell or something. So. You're not really seeing a lot of uh, a lot of that made uh and shot in the shows, uh the ones that are made in the United States. Um and and again, we're not able to to jump over to India. You're talking about fifty years away from India. You're talking uh minimal uh forty years away from Vietnam. I mean you it's not something that can that can be made really anywhere else within i don't think they can get up and running within within the easy fifteen years to to like, like Steve said for the for the quality we need and also for the uh the production side i mean China's having a hard time keeping up with production now uh, between all their uh, between all their government regulations that they have now in place and their shutdowns for the heat and everything uh they're having a hard time keeping up with production uh, now um uh, let alone thinking that we could maybe move to the move to another uh, country. And, get to and then also the um, you know the the big point is, and I've always told my customers, I don't think we're going to get hit with this tax because, like we all agree, um, this was never really a product made in the United States, and then everyone jumped ship and moved over to China, and so they're still doing business with us. This has really been a Chinese thing from the time it was invented so i I'm, I'm very surprised it got to this level uh to be put on this uh tariff tax but um well like i say sometimes our government doesn't always understand it's just like okay this is hitting across the board you know and i hope we can get this removed because it is a big impact you know everything gets bundled up together in our government you know for some reason and then um, you know um uh, And I think that's one of the things that just slipped right into uh, into a bundle of tariffs. Yeah. um, But, you know, that being said, um, you know, China's been, you know, I know uh, you spent some time in China, and I spent a lot of time in China, but, you know, China has really been been gouging us uh, for quite a few years now. (laughs) And, And the raw materials, they just keep going up and going up, and there's no, and there's really no, nothing has really changed in China. labor has gone up a little bit, but you know, the raw material factories are really starting to gouge, and they're gouging because of the the demand. Uh, Fewer factories raise up the raw materials, gouging the fireworks industry. So this is a jolt that uh, they didn't see coming, and this may, this may, they will adjust, believe me, they will adjust to this. Um, You know, I still don't want to see a tariff, but the raw materials in China and way they've been treating this commodity um, they they will adjust I know they will mm. uh, it's, it's all on it's all based on supply and demand and they they've been getting pretty fat and um, and I think this is uh, a wake-up call for all of them so hopefully hopefully we do get it removed but hopefully this is also a wake-up call that they realize hey we just can't keep gouging this industry we're not going to have an industry anymore
1: yeah so and uh, maybe uh, Steve and or John you can answer this so if we're trying our hardest here, but if the tariffs did take effect July first, that's the date that the, that's the target date. What would that do to your current inventory? Is that exempt, or would you have to pay the tariff on your current inventory? Is this just would this be a 2020 problem?
0: It would be a 2020 problem um, regarding current inventory. I mean, current inventory is fine; it's right. done. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's safe. Um, but if this thing goes into effect on July one and I was a proactive thinking uh, retailer of fireworks, um, it certainly would affect the consumer's price at the stands this season. Um, because right. even though they may say, all right, I paid you know, $10 for, for this item instead of $12.50, which is you know, the additional, say, 25% for discussion purposes, um, they've got to be looking at the replacement cost. And if they know it's going to cost them a lot more to replace it, you know, the smart, proactive retailer is going to raise their prices right now. Mm-hmm. At least some, you know, I would argue you know, at least half of that 25% so that they can take it over two seasons. Because, again, that's the problem. They can't do it slowly and gradually and work it up. It, it just comes as a boom in your face. Here's your increase all at once. But, you know, going back to the discussion of the mom and pops and the people that don't do this year round, they're not going to do that. They won't they won't have the foresight and the thinking on that. So what's going to happen is is they're going to sell their fireworks and then they're going to come back next year to buy them and it's going to cost them a lot more. And then they're going to say, "Whoa, we don't quite have enough money because we were saving, you know, x dollars" back in our till to buy our fireworks for this season but now the prices have gone up so much so what that usually leads to is either their orders taper way back which means less available to the consumer public at higher prices or some of them may say i'm out and then that means that 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 retail location in that in that small community especially goes away and then the people in that area now have to travel somewhere to try to go find their fireworks or they have to go without. Hmm. And and anywhere that they find them, they are gonna be paying more. And what's scary about that is, is, you know, fireworks as an industry has grown um, very steadily and very significantly um, in the past 10 years. Um, People like fireworks, you know, and and you said something earlier, Ron, that, that I really think is an important point. Fireworks are something that I think really brings neighborhoods together, okay? You know, I I live in a nice neighborhood, and everybody works, and everybody has jobs. And it's kind of one of those things where everybody gets up in the morning, goes to work, they come home at night, and they go in their house. There's You know, people aren't all around the neighborhood mingling. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they're on their smartphones.
0: Yeah, you just don't see that like you used to. But Absolutely. One thing that I do know is that on the 4th of July... Every night in my little subdivision of cul-de-sacs where I live, everybody's out on the street, and we're all talking, and we're all having fun, and we're all saying hi, and we're all having a good, safe time. Yep. And so it's bringing the neighborhoods together. And if, if only for one night for the sake of patriotism, that's a wonderful thing to see. It's a beautiful sight to see. And I love it you know, and I love sitting there and, and you know, I, I don't shoot many fireworks personally on the 4th of July because I'm so dog tired um, <laughs> because we, we've just come through it. <clears throat> but I like to sit there and see the sky light up and say, you know, I had a part in that. And then I watch my kids shoot all the fireworks. That's their job.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yep. The people and the passion of fireworks. John and I talk about it for 80 episodes now. That's why we started this. So we're, we're right there with you, Steve. What about you, John? You same feeling?
2: Yep. Oh yeah, I'd like to see. If <laughs> we don't like too many fireworks on the Fourth of July. well, but I'm in retail, so I'm still sitting there. But uh, you know, it's, it is it is something to see the sky all light up and the people coming back in. And you've been uh, at our store many times, uh, Ron, on the Fourth of July, and you're amazed at how many people are just pulling in, like they looked up in the sky and they saw fireworks. Like, oh yeah, that's right, it's Fourth of July, and they come <laughs> they come racing into a in lot trying to get.
1: Yeah. Five minutes to close. What, what are these people doing here? Don't they know that, the, you know, what this Fourth of July just snuck up on them? But they and they'll spend I, I've i seen people spend hours in your store. I'll go to lunch and come back and they're still walking around your store. They're amazed. The fireworks. It just, uh, you know, is something special about it. All the colors and the boxes and the labels. And then, you know, just seeing it, you know, serve its purpose and going up in the air and, and making people smile. So, yeah, it's uh it's a good thing and um you know it would be a shame if this uh if this tax um you know uh, if the tariff the boom tax uh had an effect on that so we can we can do what we can do right and tell all our listeners to go to saveourfireworks.com get involved there um you know uh, any other ways they can help out steve
0: well um you know the, the most important part you know is going to be there there's two there's two things that go with this um you know one is you know, the the grassroots campaign is to get involved, you Mm -hmm. know, get read up on it, get involved, don't just say, well, the NFA's got it for us, we'll just carry on doing our own thing. No, the NFA needs your help. Everybody needs your help. You all got to help each other. Um, So you've got to get the word out. You've got to get people involved. I think our petition right now, um, Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, are we somewhere around 2,800 signatures or something like that on it?
2: Something something like that, yep.
0: I think it's close to that. I looked at it a few days ago, but uh so hopefully it's higher, you know, and it's changed. Um but wouldn't it be nice to get, you know, 10,000 on there? And we think about the amount of people that use fireworks, you know, that's a that's a big deal. Right. Know? And and so there ought to be easily 10,000 people, you know, at the NFA Expo in Wichita last year. when we we started the hashtag Save Our Fireworks regarding the CPSC uh, NPR, regarding metals, um, I think we got almost 8,000 signatures off that thing. And there were a lot of them that were just residents there, that were just sitting and watching the fireworks. And and you guys had a part in that with with your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just getting the word out there. Um, The second thing, you know, is uh, to to do these fights and and save our fireworks and, and fight for the industry it requires funds, you know, that has to go without saying, you know. And so, you know, I would consider, and, and there have been some very generous people out there um, that have donated uh, significant funds uh, to the NFA um, for championing this cause and the, and the NPR medals thing. And, and you know, it doesn't matter if it's a, a, a dollar, and we've had some people donate upwards of five or, or $8,000 one person, you know. Um, and that's wonderful, but you know if if everybody can just get involved with this thing and and help fight the good fight, because that's really what this is. I mean, I, I truly believe in this. I mean this these kind of things are what the NFA was founded for. were It was founded for the preservation of fireworks and safety and if if we don't as an NFA champion this fight, then what are we here for? You know? But to fight a fight, particularly in Washington, D.C., it is not a nickel and dime type thing. And the NFA has worked very hard and its members have been very generous. Um, And I just say, you know, let's keep fighting the fight and, and, and do the best we can. That's really what we have to do. So that's kind of my take on it.
1: Well, well said. Well said. So. Um, well, that's been great. Thanks a lot, Steve. John, you got anything to anything to add?
0: Uh, no, I just
2: uh, I agree with uh, Steve wholeheartedly on uh, this. That uh, we really have to get involved. We also and, have you know, banners that we're making put uh, people put up in their stores and mom and pop stands um, with Save Our Fireworks as well. The website on there on little banners and stuff. You know, we can promote them with fireworks banners, but I really think this is important. Uh, to put up these banners in all our retail stores and all our little mom, pop stands, like you say, to get the to get the end user more involved, other than the you know the the one day he comes out to the store once a year, buys a bunch of fireworks and goes home. You know, to get him more involved because he's the guy that's going to miss fireworks the most. Uh, of course, we are too, but uh, those are the people that aren't aware of things going on. So. We decided to put banners and uh, have banners made for all of our retail locations and uh, even our bomb stores to purchase them from us, so they can also let theirs, let their end retailers know. You know, well, good. Uh, the The retail public. That's yeah, a great that's idea. that we should. Yeah, it's something we should uh, all really do. Uh, you guys control a lot of stands and stores and stuff, and have a big wholesale business, so I really think that is uh, a key of uh, getting these uh, even if we just you know like we, we're mostly subsidizing everything and giving them away but i really think it's important that uh that we really uh the, the bigger guys like uh you know like all of us at Michigan, uh, get these things made and just you know give them out to our retailers so they can hang them in their stands just like hang the fireworks uh, one
0: thing I, want, I would like to bring up is the petition um which is run through uh change.org it's a national thing you know they they have all kinds of stuff it's just a it's a way to to reach millions um -hmm. that's not where you do any kind of a donation the 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 signing of the petition is totally free um now change.org i think as a as a you know they do all this stuff for free but at the end of it they say you know if you'd like to help change.org keep things like this going you know you could donate that's not nfa that's change.org for themselves um the nfa's fundraising is on the NFA main website, um, and that is through GoFundMe. Um, so the, the signing of the petition is a completely free project. Let's make it clear for all your listeners and all the folks out there that the uh, the NFA donation thing is on the uh, NFA's website, which is NationalFireworks.org, and it's at the bottom of the homepage, and it's a GoFundMe campaign.
1: NationalFireworks.org or SaveOurFireworks.com is where you should go, right, Steve? Yes.
0: That is correct. All
1: right. Well, well great. Hey, Steve, uh, Red Rhino, Joplin, Missouri, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Um, good luck on the 17th of, of June. Um, you know what? After that's over, if you, uh, if you can call us again and we can schedule a, a follow-up conversation, that would be great. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, John. Well, that went pretty good. I think a lot of good points there. I like uh, Steve's... I learned something new today. Hyper-seasonal. I, I like that. I like that saying. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a good one. And they talked about, like, more money is being spent. I actually have that in my notes here. America's spent close to $900 million on fireworks in 2018. And, that, you know, that's a 300% increase since 1998. So in 20 years, it's gone up 300%. So... Uh, that's a little uh, fact to go along with uh, with Steve's uh, Steve's point there. That it's a, uh, you know, it's 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 very meaningful and, and it could affect a lot of people. And, and I hope uh, what we're doing here is going to be helpful.
2: No, I hope so too. And, um, and like I say, we really have to get the, the word out to the end, the end user. And uh, like I say, unfortunately, because it is so hyper seasonal that these people are not even aware until the day. And all they care about is the day that they go shopping. And when they go in there with that $1,000 budget, they go in there with that $100 budget, they're going to get less fireworks. And uh, the first thing they're going to do is, wow, your prices really went up. And it has nothing to do with us. I mean, every business has to make money. But when you put a tariff on like this, it, there's it's just a, you know, for me, it's just a... Uh, Stroke of a key on the computer and prices change, and that's all I can do. There's nothing I can do to um, to subsidize it. Nothing I can do to hide it. Um, you know, and like I say, we can't we can't um, gravitate these prices over the year. This is something that is sold now, bought later, sold now, bought later. So it's one of the things where, and like uh, and like Steve said, if you're a retailer or a wholesaler, especially. Uh, uh, Belongs to a big a big wholesale group as well. But if you're a big uh, wholesaler, I have to raise the prices this year, and I can't raise the wholesale cost. And I'm definitely going to raise the retail cost because we're already too late for the wholesale season. You know, by the time June seventeenth, that's just about done. Right. Um, that you know, but that being said, all I have to raise the retail, and because. I'm going to need to have that much more money in the bank when I go to China to buy some of these fireworks. So, um, but, you know, realistically, no matter what I raise to retail, it's not going to be enough because the the lion's share goes out in wholesale. So that's already done, you know, and we didn't touch too much on it with Steve. But basically, if this happens, uh, you're in the banking industry, you know, companies like mine are going to need more more money to go to china you know if, if we're working on lines of credit the lines of credit have to be raised uh then banks so why do you need more line why do you what do you need a bigger line of credit for you know that's the first question out of their mouth you know right uh, so there's there's a lot of factors here and uh, you know and taking place like i say june 17th in the height of when we're really that busy um even myself, I'm not going to have too many time to, too much time to do interviews and talk to people or anything like that because we're we're just trying to to get our work done.
1: Yeah, it is unfortunate timing to say the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: It's, it's it's unfortunate, and uh, and really, if um, if the the president really wanted to make an impact, it would really be it would be better it'd be better if we were addressing this in October. Because then the heat's really on in China. They're waiting for those orders and now this boom tax goes on, well now we're gonna see some major stuff. But the way it is now, like you said, all the products are already in this country. So mm-hmm. it's you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, no one's worrying about next July. They're just focused on this July. Right. Uh, yeah. we are worried about it of course, but you know, a lot of people aren't. And uh, and you know, I've been getting several calls and we chats from China uh, asking me about the boom tax and What's it going to do? And how about we ship you a bunch of merchandise now? It, it doesn't really matter because at some point, <laughs> things have to change. Things got to go up. Right. And, yeah, you want to get rid of your inventory now and you want me to buy it now. But once again, if the tariffs are under, I still have to raise these prices because, um, you know, it's just – it's not something that's going to – like I said, it's not something that's going to go away. That's the trouble with tariffs. They might not go away. And I'm hoping at the G20 summit we can all get lucky on a lot of this stuff, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, you got Trump on speed dial. Just give him a, give him a call. Ring him up and you know, let him know what you're thinking.
2: I was going to try and get him on this podcast, but it is Saturday morning. <laughs> <Talk>. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, man, you know what? This is the one of this is the first time you're not like actually sitting next to me and we're doing this. So, uh, but uh, you know, I, I like being next to here so we can we can talk more. But uh, safe travels. I know you're going to be back in Fargo and you're going to hit the ground running. You're going to be filling those orders, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at the end of the month. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking before then, but we'll get some of these done. Uh, some more podcasts at the end of the month. And uh, this year, I think because I'm going to be in Fargo. A little later, I'm gonna be there actually on the fifth through the sixth. So I think let's let's do one on the fourth of July. Let's do one in the afternoon sometime because you're usually really tired at night. I think we'll get more energy out of you the fourth of July. What do you think?
2: Okay, sounds good. I guess it just depends on uh, how crazy it is.
1: Nah, we can. We we'll just gotta get you to wake up a little early. That's all.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just like today, how we got you to wake up early.
2: The mornings are worse.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Safe travels. I'll see you soon.
2: All right, see you soon. Yep. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right.